G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. We've been looking through the issues to do with the prophetic book of Joel from the Old Testament, talking about the last days and the day of the Lord. Let me ask you, Camille, what will this day of the Lord actually be like? Does the Bible give us any insights? Well, it sure does. In Joel chapter 2, it gives a pretty heavy-duty description. It describes it, first of all, as a day of darkness. Why darkness when it's God's day? Well, because, after all, you've got the night, the moon rules the night, but when the moon goes down, then the night is its darkest. So basically, it's like the moon goes down, the stars are not shining, it's pitch dark, but usually that's what happens just before the sun rises. The moon is down, the sun is ready to come. So that's one description of great darkness. Then it also talks about day of gloominess. It's almost like a universal collective bad mood. But for believers, of course, they shouldn't be moody. We should get rid of the moods. Another description of the day of the Lord, day of clouds and thick darkness. Now, this is how it will be for the world. It is not how it will be for believers. Proverbs 4.18 says the path of the just is as a shining light, shines more and more to the perfect day. Doesn't mean there won't be any problems, but what we won't have is the blackout. But also, because we follow Christ, the light of the world, John 8.12, we don't worry about darkness, even if it's called thick darkness. It goes on to say there will be all kinds of great turbulent heavenly activity in the day of the Lord. Again, For those who have built their lives on the rock, you will not be shaken. We've talked about how we respond when there's a taste of the day of the Lord. But as we approach the day of the Lord in our time, how ought we to be responding? Well, let's look at what Joel says in the response. And it's in Joel 2 verse 1. He says, Blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. What does this actually mean? I believe that God's people are called to be a prophetic people. What does that mean? It sounds very mystical and far away and esoteric. No, it actually means we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God in our lives. We know God. We walk with God. And basically, prophetic people, when the Holy Spirit moves on them, they sound the alarm. That's why we need prophetic voices, genuinely from God, because prophetic voices are like the alarm clock, Neil. They have this uncanny ability to wake up those that are sleeping and sober up those that are drunken. And remember, all of us were once sleeping and drunken, awake to the world, but sleeping to God. Again, living a life of escapism, but not connected to the Spirit. 
and God helped to correct us and put us on the right path, prophetic people return the favor by showing others the way forward through the gospel, through discipleship, and through spirit-filled living. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 